Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy, everybody. It's bonus episode day. I am joined by Lana Sullivan from Girl Teach Me. If you don't know her yet, she's going to briefly introduce herself. We've been doing the Philippians Bible study. We went through the whole book of Philippians, four chapters, one chapter a week for the month of October. And now we're talking with you about the why and how of reading your Bible, because it's great to study a book, but what now? What now? Because we're hoping that you go on to read the rest of the Bible and to make daily Bible reading a practice in your life. It doesn't have to be hours, friends. It can be one minute, (laughs) but it's going to give you so much joy and peace in your day. It's going to help you get to know God more, and it's going to provide you the strength that you need to run this race well on toward heaven, our ultimate goal. So Lana is going to start with why, and if you all know me, I talk about why all the time. Your why behind starting your podcast, your why behind your message, your why behind whatever you want to do in motherhood, your why behind what you want to focus on. It's a really important question. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Lena, and then dive into why. Why the Bible? Why, why, why? (laughs) Um, I'm Lena Sullivan. I'm a wife, a mom. I'm recently a real estate agent, and um, I love teaching the Bible and the founder of Girl Teach Me. So, yeah, let's talk about why, because I think if you don't have a solid why um, on the hard days, it's not going to be as um, enticing. So I kind of want to fire you up with why I choose to believe the Bible and why I think it's so important to study the Bible. And I am obsessed with this. Um, you should go look it up when you get done with this. It's Vody Bauckham, uh, and it's a YouTube video, and he it's called Why I Choose to Believe the Bible. And this is one thing he says, and it's absolutely amazing, but he says, I choose to believe the Bible because it's a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. They report supernatural events that took place in fulfillment of specific prophecies and claim that their writings are divine rather than human origin. And it's reliable. It's very reliable. It's written by eyewitnesses and it, it lists supernatural events that took place in fulfillment of prophecy. That's what's so amazing when we look at the New Testament is that we see prophecy after prophecy fulfilled, um, prophecies that are 700 to a thousand years old. Um, And it was written down by humans, but it's totally divine. And so it's unlike any other book. It's unlike any other work. And it's unlike any other holy book that someone may proclaim is also truth. And so um, we don't have to defend the Bible. Uh, Charles Spurgeon says, don't defend a lion. Just let it loose and he will defend himself. And so we're not defending the Bible. We're just like wow, what a powerful thing we hold in our hand. It's 66 books or 66 um, volumes and one collection written by 40 authors in three different languages over three continents. And um, it's amazing, y'all. So let's get fired up to learn how to read it. I'm super excited. So 
just um, to be super practical, um, things that I do to read the Bible, um, obviously I love to write out the word. I think that we all have different learning styles. And for me, I always seem to learn things in school when I would take notes from the teacher and then I would go home and recopy them. Maybe I'd recopy them in my own words, but I would clean it up and it just seemed like it got into my heart and my mind. And that's just one way I learn. So some people are more auditory. So maybe they listen to the Bible over and over and over again. Um, Maybe some people like to take a portion of it and meditate and memorize or um, put it in their own words, you know, just so that it sinks down deeper revelation. So those are a couple of ideas. Um, But I always like to know what I'm reading. Um, Jen Wilkin, Women of the Word, a great resource. If you need a good starting point, oh my goodness, Jen is like my hero. Um, The way that she, let me just tell you how easy this book is to read. I've never done this in my life. I was on an airplane I'm coming from Tennessee to California, and I read that book in one, well, I guess two flights, and I just got off that flight in LA, and I was just amped about the Bible because she, it was so readable, and she gives such clear steps, so that's a fan favorite for me. Um, yeah, what about you, Stephanie? What are your favorite tips for getting in the Word? Well, I think... The biggest one that's super practical is literally to leave the Bible on the counter. Leave it up on the counter, not in the bookshelf tucked away, Mm. but up on the counter. It doesn't have to be open, but that is actually helpful if it's open and you can walk past it and read it. But just having it there on the counter, especially because we keep where it is in our house, um, in our apartment, we have a kind of one count main counter that is like a bar top that leads into the kitchen and that counter we keep clear. And so it's the only thing on there. And so your eye immediately goes toward it. It's just a visual reminder that you want to read the Bible. Like I put it there on purpose because I want to cultivate a habit of reading the Bible every day. And so I think visual reminders, visual cues are really important. That's why I think having crosses or religious art or things like that in your house is helpful because it's a visual reminder of the Lord, of of God's presence in your everyday life. And so having the Bible on the counter is a super helpful tip. I think I had a guest talk about leaving it open. I believe it was a woman's pastor at a Protestant church nearby here. I think she was the one who said it and she was just so good at talking about the Bible, like such a great Bible teacher, just like you, Lana, so passionate on fire about the Bible. And it's been something that I've had to learn to be more passionate about. It was not my natural go-to until recent years, um, which I think is fine to admit if you're not passionate about the Bible, that's okay. You just want to ask God to give you that passion. And and when you open the Bible, you can say, come Holy Spirit. Mm, That's another quick tip that I have. Absolutely. Because the whole, it's divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit. So it was human beings writing it. The Holy Spirit was inspiring the words. So 
when you're struggling with reading the Bible or finding that kind of motivation or passion, you can say that simple word out loud, that simple phrase out loud, those three words, come Holy Spirit. And I actually Mm -hmm. recommend that people say that every single morning as part of their morning routine. That's another topic. But basically, my biggest tip is leaving the Bible on the counter, leaving it within eye shot so that whenever you walk by that counter or table or wherever it is in your house, it's there. It's a reminder. And another thing I would say is to not be afraid to read the Bible with people around, with kids around. You know, most people listening are moms and we feel this heaviness of like, oh, I didn't have alone time with God. Like how frustrating. Mm. I'm frustrated by that. I want to be alone with God. I don't want people to be around. And maybe in this season of your life, you're able to carve out that alone time, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're not. And that's okay. That is okay. So I just want to say that reading the Bible, it doesn't have to be something that takes a lot of time and you have to be alone to do. Reminding yourself to just read it throughout the day. Your kids are there. They're seeing you do that. You're actually discipling them by your example. They're seeing you read it in front of them. So I think that is always a really good reminder for maybe someone who's similar to me that's a semi-perfectionist trying to recover from perfectionism and wants their prayer time, Bible study time to look a certain way. You just need to read it. You just need to get in there. And if you can have alone time for a few minutes every day, great. That's excellent. But God blesses any time you give him. God blesses that time that you open your Bible and you hear kids screaming, but you're reading it to get that strength from him because you're having a hard day and you want to yell at your kids. You're frustrated. You want to lose it. But you go to the living word. You go there. You don't go scroll Instagram. I'm guilty of that. Checking out on Instagram or texting somebody to try to escape a hard mom moment. That's why having it on the counter is huge. Having it right there at the ready because God's going to transform us with his words in the Bible. He just will. I'm living proof of that. And so are a lot of other Christians. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm on fire for the Bible and, and it's people like you, Lana, who have really taught me and inspired me and, and made me realize just the power of it. And I think we don't even realize sometimes. And so just spending time in the word, whether it's Pinterest perfect or not, doesn't matter. (laughs) Spend time there. So that would be my practical tip. I'd say anything else you want to say? I'll be quick because my computer batteries, <laughs> it's going out. I'm like, hang with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, um, get get a good study Bible. I personally, so Steph, obviously, if y'all listen to this podcast, y'all know that Stephanie's Catholic. I'm Protestant. So I use um, ESV, CSB study Bibles. I really like those. I try not to read out of those all the time because sometimes I want to challenge myself to sit with any confusion I might meet and ask the Holy Spirit to clarify that versus uh, man's words kind of in the commentary below. But like we talked about earlier, Stephanie and I, commentary is great as long as it's a good commentary. Personally, um, I really love Christ-centered exposition. 
I literally cannot say enough about it. It's written by a, a bunch of different authors, but um, it always speaks to me. Um, John MacArthur's not super popular right now because he said some things about Beth Moore, but back in the day, his commentaries <laughs> are really good because they um, they go verse by verse. And so he has a beautiful work of the New Testament. That's, those are good commentaries. Um, so yeah, I like what you said about nudges, set up nudges all around us to get into the mm -hmm. word. You could have a morning basket. Listen, it could be a morning basket, but it could end up being your evening or afternoon basket anytime with a journal, with your commentaries, mm -hmm. with your Bible, with pens, you know, all of that. And you could have one for your kids too. So um, just setting up your life with nudges all around you to be the person you want to be. Um, and that includes someone who is in love with the Bible and just being creative with nudges that way. I love, I love what you said about that. Um, yeah. So what are some, what are some resources that you really love? So I'm just starting to get into um, commentaries, which is funny because um, I've been getting into reading the Bible for the last few years, but I've been relying on my Catholic youth Bible, which I'm not really a youth, but that's okay. Um, they have footnotes in here and just kind of little places where they take a verse and kind of make it applicable to your life. And um, I just really enjoy this Bible, but I also, my brother-in-law, um, he has, he's in, he's a theology um, guru. Let's just and he lent me some of his books. Um, so one of them, St. Thomas is, um, is someone I love. He is just a genius and it's also very dense though. So I will, I will preface it with that. So he has commentaries on a lot of books in the Bible. So it's called biblical commentaries by Thomas Aquinas. And so the one I was reading to prepare for Philippians was the commentary on the letters of St. Paul to the Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. So he kind of groups together. Um, he groups together different books of the Bible and then goes verse by verse through it. It's very heady, um, but it's very good. And, and it's like so much food for thought. Okay. So then Another Bible that has incredible cross-references, like it talks all about, you know, how, how we can reference like the Old Testament or other parts of the New Testament. Anyway, the Douay Rheims Holy Bible, um, it's so good. So many footnotes. I mean, half the page is footnotes. So that's a really good Bible um, to refer to. And then someone sent me this book. Who are you? I want to thank you. Um, it's called Paul for everyone, the prison letters by NT Wright. And this is about the book of Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. I loved it. Now he's not Catholic, but that's fine. I loved it. It was excellent. He's one of the world's leading Bible scholars. And I believe he's Anglican. I believe he's Anglican. Um, and so actually there's a Catholic bishop who, who really likes him. So, um, you know, it's not a Catholic resource, but I think it's an excellent resource. And I think that we should always open our minds to different resources and get to know different perspectives. Because I feel like, like Paul says, the unity in Christ is so important. 
And yes, I'm 100% Catholic, totally. But I also love learning from other places. So I think, um, you know, you can get Catholic resources and Protestant resources, read them, compare them, ask the Holy Spirit to help you discern and, um, and yeah, just deepen in your relationship with the Lord. That's what this is all about. It's not about acquiring knowledge for the sake of knowledge. It's acquiring knowledge so that we can love Jesus better, so that we can have a closer relationship with him. So remembering that that's the point is always a good reminder too. I love that. Jen Wilkins says the heart cannot love what the head does not know. And so we study and we study and we study so we can love him more. That's the goal, not so we can just be Bible scholars. So, yeah. So good. Thanks, Lana. This was so fun. And you all, you need to go follow Lana at Girl Teach Me on Instagram. Check out her website, girlteachme.com. She's an incredible woman of faith, and I'm so grateful we got to do this together. Thank you, Lana. Thank you.